coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. We're proud to announce Nintendo Cartridge Society Plus, featuring an encore mode and two hosts only NCS superfans will even recognize. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We're gonna be, we've got a good show for you tonight. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including Sonic Mania Plus, and an exclusive mode coming to Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection on the Switch. Then come back on Thursday, we're going to recap today's Nindy Showcase. Uh, but in the meantime, Mark, how are you? Great. Great, you say? Yeah, I mean, we have a big rainstorm coming. Big rain. Daylight savings time finally kicked in. That happened last week, but mm. we didn't talk about it because we were so overwhelmed by the Nintendo Direct. That's right. Wow, that's weird that we didn't, because I feel like every other conversation I had that day was about daylight savings It's time. very weird. Uh, uh, people love talking about it. Yeah. Does that count as weather? Does daylight savings time count as weather? Mm, what do you mean? Well, I mean, does... <laughs> sunlight and the schedule at which the sunlight appears and disappears does that count as weather or is that hmm i, I mean i mean is it is it media meteor oh my gosh meteorological in nature or astrological in nature i would assume astrological mm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. no i i would guess no although it does show up in your weather app so okay. always talking about when the sun rises, when the sun sets. Sure. For scientific purposes, we'll say it's not weather. But right. for conversational purposes, absolutely, absolutely mm-hmm. weather. Because like the same person that you're going to be like, hey, kind of windy today. Same person that's going to be like, kind of tough to get oh, out of bed this morning. Totally. That's the same guy. Yeah. You've got the same relationship with those people. Yeah. Speaking of weather, a little bit on the chilly side here. I mean, we're getting ready for that big rainstorm. Getting ready for that big rain. Um, Probably nothing compared to the big rain in the home of our guest weather today. Jolly old London. It looks like uh, they're rocking, what, 36? I mean, at the time of this recording, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) So it's at its probably coldest point. Here's a question for you. Where does the jolly old part come from? Because I think of, like, London not as a sad place, but as more of a like business professional you know it's not casual you're not walking around in sweatpants sure like most people are stern right right like most of my impressions of london i'm gonna trace it back to dickens Uh uh-huh and assume that at one point dickens referred to london as jolly old london i'm just not sure if it's like a greenland iceland thing Mm, you know i see i see it's like uh it's some positive publicity put on a a place that's been wrecked by the industrial revolution again i'm back to dickens now <laughs> of course biggest of ups the biggest of ups to our listeners in london england london anywhere else wait your turn yeah please london you know illinois there probably is one chill out buddy we will get to you we'll get to you speaking of chill out buddy we will get to you the sonic forces borrowing program guys i appreciate the emails i'm happy to get this game to you anytime not anytime sometime the game is currently out in the wild it is on borrow at the moment we're unsure if yeah. it's coming back to us at this point right right and i'm not mad about it oh I, yeah, yeah yeah don't don't get me wrong look if you love someone let them go 
if they come back to you, then it was meant to be for you to send it back out to someone else. Um, but if you would like to get in line to borrow, borrow my copy of Sonic Forces, all you need to do is email us your address. We are Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. And eventually, I send this thing to you for free. You send it back to us for free. It costs you nothing. And maybe it happens someday. I think... When do we call it off? Yeah, I was going to say, we can talk about this off mic mm-hmm. and come to a determination and then announce that determination. Right. You know, like we're the Supreme Court or something. But I'm just brainstorming here. Mm-hmm. We can probably find a real cheap copy of Sonic Forces. And just keep this going in perpetuity forever? Yeah. We, hmm, that's interesting. Uh, we can talk about it. We all can right, talk all right. about it. If anyone has a copy of Sonic Forces that they would like to donate to this cause for us to continue to send around the country. I mean, there was that listener suggestion of creating a Steam account that that's too anybody could log into. Also that's, not Nintendo related. That's right. But I love the spirit of it. I also love the spirit. But if anyone has a copy of this game and they would rather hand it to me. Pay it forward. That's right. Pay it forward and then like back around. Um, email us as well, and we'll work out all the details there. Be like Haley Joel Osment, um, except somebody in your life doesn't get stabbed at the end. That is Haley Joel Osment. He's the one that gets oh, stabbed at the end. Oh, does he get stabbed at the yeah, end? Yeah, the kid dies at the end of that movie. It is not a good movie. I would say one of Helen Hunt's worst movies. Was he punished for paying it forward cosmically? Mm, that's a great question. A discussion for another time. Yes. Um, speaking of a discussion for another time, we are going to be coming up with a... We're going to do another like fantasy classic console discussion on April 19th. We are going to be coming up with our very own Game Boy Classics. Um, and we're going to come up with uh, two, two different ones, one for Mark, one for me. But we would love to get input from all of y'all um, just like we did when we were ranking the dungeons in Ocarina of Time, we want information from you. So, Mark, what are the rules here? All right. They can only be games that appeared on the Game Boy yes. or the Game Boy Color. Uh-huh. And you can send up to 15 games for consideration. Up to 15 games. No Game Boy Advance games. And I guess that's it. Yeah. Game Boy, Game Boy Color. 15 games. I guess it's not as complicated as I made it out to be. Send your list to us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com, gmail.com, and we will pit them all against each other on April 19th. Or tweet it at us. Or tweet it at us. We're at Nincart Society. I almost said Nincart Sock because that's what Fottle calls us. <laughs> um, or the Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Find us all those places. Communicate with us there. Share your uh, Game Boy Classic lists, and then we'll have a good time. Mark, let's move into what we've been playing this week. Now, originally, today was going to be, or Thursday was going to be the day that we were going to review Kirby Star Allies. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the announcement of this uh, Nindy showcase uh, today, um, that we've pushed that off a week. Which is to say, I have been playing Kirby Star Allies. I have as weekend. well, and I am grateful for this extra week. Uh, for a number of reasons, mm-hmm. one of which is that I'm still trying to persuade my husband to play with me. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was trying a little bit over the weekend by being like, I was playing on the TV, and I was like, oh, look how like cute this is. And his immediate response was that they're so ugly. What? And, then, and I corrected him. Uh-huh. I was like, no, they're cute. Oh, I thought you, you corrected him and said, you're so ugly. <laughs> no, I was like, no, they're cute. And he's like, mm, they're ugly in a cute way. 
So oh, I have a lot of work to do. Ugly and a cute. Well, I mean, that's like the main appeal of Kirby is how cute it is. So if you don't, if one does not find it cute, you're uh, there's not a lot going for it, especially if you don't like video games. Yeah, I mean, I don't. You should just find someone else to play this game with. I think. I don't know. I now it's like a project. Yeah, that's fair. I can change him. That's right. Look, you just give him the ugliest characters to play as, <laughs> and he'll love it. Um, Sarah and I played through the whole game. Oh, uh, you beat it? Yeah, finished finished the game. Uh, we even did some of the like time trial and like boss rush stuff afterwards. Um, but, I, well, uh, the just, o- the other thing about this game for me is that I am having a hard time. Like the other reason I'm grateful for a week, an extra week to play it is I'm having a hard time mainlining it. Oh yeah. Uh, it um will obviously get into more of this and maybe my feelings will change as i i'm like in the third world right now yeah so maybe as i advance further um my feelings will change a little bit but it is fun but kind of like samey yes it can absolutely get and so i don't really feel the need to barrel through it Mm -hmm. so i'm glad i will be able to i think i'll enjoy it more playing in these like bite-sized chunks yeah well and also the uh the fourth world I feel like is where the game really opens up and like turns into something more than it was in the first. Oh, I'm excited for that then. Um, Mark, uh, on our list of games we've been playing, I see Stardew Valley on this list again. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was playing Kirby Star Allies and uh, I was taking a break and I saw the icon for Stardew Valley and I was like, oh yes, I should play some Stardew Valley. That for whatever reason that gameplay loop is very simple but very satisfying yeah like the days the uh like artificial days in the game are just short enough that you never have time to do the things you everything you want to do in a single day yeah so it's very easy to just be like i'm just gonna play one more game so i can like uh go back into that cave and explore like i need to get this mineral or whatever uh oh but then i also need to like do this thing and so you just end up spending Lots of hours in that game. It's the perfect one more, j- j- just one more, right? Uh, just one more day. Um, uh, I've been playing a little bit of Mega Man X on the Super NES Classic. Uh, I-, I realized today that those, the Mega Man Legacy Collection and the uh, Mega Man X games are going to be coming out pretty soon. I got kind of excited just about Mega Man, generally speaking. And I was like, hey, I've got a way to put this up on the TV and play one of these. Um, and man, what a good game. Um, it's got more of those like kind of twitchy, like Sarah was sitting on the couch while I was playing and a couple times she was like, you're shaking the whole couch. <laughs> Cause I'm like jamming on the, uh, the fire button or like I'm shaking around trying to like get out of the way. It's just a, a, a really, the action loop in that game is super satisfying. And it also has really just like a really cool opening level. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it's very also, dynamic. Uh, the yeah, the opening level is super dynamic and like introduces a lot of like just concepts of the game in a really smart way. Um, but also like I played through four of the eight robot masters, and I know they're not called robot masters. Whatever they're called in this game, Mavericks. I think so. Maybe. Um, boy, I I was jamming on the B button through <laughs> through all of the dialogue. <laughs> I did not care. Um. What was I saying? Oh, and like all of the level design in that is like fun and the characters are cool and just uh, a a cool, fun, great game. All right. That's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into what is coming out next week and what we might be playing next week. All right. So today, March 20th, Attack on Titan 2 is coming out on the Switch. Uh, 
I don't really know anything about this show or the game or the show that it's based on. I was going to ask if you were plugged into Attack on Titan. No, this is like a phenomenon that has passed me by. Yeah. Hey, Mark. Me too. Uh, Also out today is Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. Comes on the Switch eShop. I'm sorry. How many of these games are there? I think there's a lot, but this is, I want to say, the original like indie game uh-huh. from that was originally announced or released like five or six years ago at this point. Look, and it should be reiterated that we're not experts. <laughs> Just fans. Just fans uh-huh. of the medium. Um, so I believe that it is a older game that is now being brought okay. to the Switch. I've never played a Shantae game before. Yeah, I've me heard neither. really good things, especially about this game specifically, now that I have that gold coin bonus thing going Ooh, on. Ooh, bonus um, I'm thinking I might check this out. Uh, also tempting, of course, on Wednesday, March 21st, Bad Dudes the is coming odd, to the Switchy shop. The odd Wednesday release, mm-hmm. A. B, uh, Bad Dudes? Is Bad Dudes back, or is this just Bad Dudes? This is just Bad Dudes. Are you like, are you a bad enough dude to like save yeah, the Yeah, the president's been... Yeah. kidnapped are you a bad enough dude yes and that is the bad dudes in question what why is this coming back now i don't know also weird that it's not like i mean i guess maybe not weird but it, it has no other branding it's not like an arcade archive right it just is it just is bad dudes i mean and this is the sort of thing that i guess would have previously come out on virtual console but that doesn't exist right now that's right do you think someday we're just gonna see super mario brothers 3 now available on switch who knows? Who, no one. Uh, and then on Thursday, March 22nd, is Indie Release Day. There's a bunch of indies coming out, including Manticore, Galaxy on Fire, Slayway Camp, Butcher's Cut, Eat, Beat, Dead Spikes on, No Thing, and an arcade archive, Moon Patrol. Um, it's interesting. Just uh, I, I can read the list as you're uh, speaking it, and I'm not sure I would necessarily know where like a new game started in there like manticore and galaxy on fire that's one game one game <laughs> um yeah so the uh, so the uh, arcade archives is still putting out these neo geo games uh world heroes 2 jet is coming out on thursday but also moon patrol which i believe is the first non neo geo game that they're bringing to I, uh, well uh, maybe not because the uh um ACA uh, Super Mario versus Super Mario Brothers or versus Super Mario Brothers and versus Mario Brothers, um, but I think Moon Patrol was like a uh, what was Moon Patrol? Is it like a in television game or, or something along those lines? I don't know. Honestly, like uh, if it's an arcade game or a video game on a system that came before the NES, that's not like uh, right right fall. Then <laughs> Load Runner, right? Keep then, going. Th- uh, um, Custer's Revenge. Ooh, boy. Then Adventure. I don't really know about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good. Uh, I, I, I saw screenshots of Moon Patrol and had, like, a brief glimmer of recognition where I was like, oh, I've definitely played this on, like, a ColecoVision or an Intellivision or an Atari at some point. Um, but I will certainly not be picking it up now. I definitely feel like I've seen it in a Jeremy Parrish YouTube video where he was discussing another game that I had more familiarity with. So, thanks, Jeremy Parrish. And then on March 23rd, Friday, Detective Pikachu is released and the Detective Pikachu Amiibo 
Mm-hmm. You also get another blast of uh, Pokemon Tournament DX DLC, I believe, Blast Doys. I was about to ask you if that was an intentional pun that we are getting a blast. It of was, DLC. and I'm just brilliant. Yeah, it was just you make it seem effortless. <laughs> I just fall like into puns. you weren't even trying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, more Pokemon Tournament DX for those of you who are playing it. All right, Mark. Let's uh, let's move out of these new releases. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, today we are going to be talking about cleaning the bathroom. Um... Not my favorite task. In fact, one that I usually farm out to Sarah when we're doing when we're cleaning the apartment. I'll do other stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and I usually go I go right for the floors. Love the floors, man. Sweep the floors, swiffer the floors, use the uh like swiffer wet jet. On yeah, the you floors. have a real floor regiment. And it yeah. pays off. Thank you. Yeah, your floors are wonderful. I mean, my apartment is pretty small, so there's not a lot of floor to do, really. That's one of the few benefits of being a renter, right? Not a lot of space. Not a lot of space. I mean, you can rent large spaces. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You can own Poor, being poor. (laughs) (laughs) One of the benefits of being poor. Right, uh, is that you don't have a lot of floor or space at all. Yeah, your squalor is small. You got smaller squalor. When you do have to clean the bathroom... How do you approach this thing? Uh, do you? I mean, first of all, do, are you the bathroom cleaner? Yes, in your I household? would say I'm like the Sarah of uh, my relationship, where uh-huh. it gets farmed on to me. Right. Yeah. Um, do you feel like you're tricked into doing that? No. Is it uh, something you elect to do? It happens in good faith. <laughs> uh, I attack it toilet sink and mirror you know like vanity mm-hmm. and uh bathtub in that order uh so when you do bathtub mm-hmm. uh are you like shower on or are you so when i do bathtub mm-hmm. i'm like yes i'm shower on i'm getting in there right everything's uh, getting clean yeah i have my i have like a sponge or some sort of scrubber mm-hmm. i have a cleaner uh i'm like in there like scrubbing grout Oh, you man. know, like yeah. really like doing it. And then I'll turn on the shower because that's just the fastest way to. Right. To just flush everything out yes. of there. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- why toilet first, do you think? Is it because, you know, you're going to be like dealing with less gross stuff as the uh, as the cleaning goes on? So, oh, like, that's interesting. You'll get no, a little bit cleaner. I think it's because you are supposed to like when you use the like squeeze like toilet cleaner thingy. Yeah. Okay, uh, so you're using, like, a squeeze toilet cleaner bottle? Yeah, Because we've yeah. got one of those, like, Clorox wand things. Oh, yes, I do not have one of those. Okay, yeah, we we, yeah. we like that thing. Uh-huh, so uh, you're supposed to let that set for a few minutes. Mm, that's a good point. Before you, you know, and so I will do that, like, squirt that in the base of the bowl, mm-hmm. then clean the rest of the toilet, right? and then move on to the sink, and probably by the time that's done, the toilet bowl cleaner has set for long enough, I can go back. Now, scrub that out. I hadn't thought about this. One of the things that makes our sink gross, I think the the thing that makes it grossest quickest 
is uh, like shaving. Mm. You know, when mm-hmm. I shave my when I shave my face, either with a razor or with um, an electric razor, I'm doing it in front of the sink, and uh, you know, there's. It, try as I might to like wipe it all away, there's always going to be some hair that remains. Um, but you've got twice as much man in your house as I do. Yeah, uh, Clement doesn't have a ton of facial hair. That's a good point. And so he doesn't have to shave as often as I do. Um, and I'm lazy. I, I'll, I also will just mostly shave in the shower because it's way easier to clean up that way. Uh, so I do m- all of my like shaving, shaving, all of my like actual razor work. That's right. Razor work in the shower. Oh, yeah. Patrick has a very elaborate facial hair going on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I've been waiting for you to say something about it. <laughs> um, but no, the, you know, obviously the electric I do not in the shower because that seems dangerous. An electric razor in the shower. Do you take yours in the shower? Uh, okay. So I stand in the shower <laughs> with no water running. Right. Shave, mm-hmm. remove the electric razor from the shower area, right, and then turn the water on. But I think most electric razors are water safe. That's probably right. They must idiot-proof these things, right? <laughs> yeah, because like your inclination, right, and your inclination is to take it into the shower because shaving. And shower make a lot of sense. Do you have a mirror in your shower? I have a mirror that I bring into the shower. We've got a little uh, mirror that's like on a, uh, it like pivots on a suction Anti-fog? Cup. We talking anti-fog? Uh, no. Oh, oh I well, think I guess we'll never know. We, we will never know whether or not my mirror is anti-fog. I actually have a burning question, but I'll do it off, off mic. Yeah. Those are the rules. Because, the, in fact, those are the rules. We were accompanied today by, oh my God, Klausnischer Kunz. Varian apologies to our company. They're never listening to this. <laughs> they, you never know. And they may recognize their performance. Oh, Wait, you're right. That was me. Um, all right, let's move into the news. All right, as part of the Game Developers Conference happening in San Francisco this week, Nintendo is putting on a Nindy showcase. Yeah. Um, it's happening this morning, Tuesday, March 20th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So by the time you're listening to this, you it may have already happened. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah, they've done these twice before now. Uh, since the Switch came out? Yes. Uh, so, yeah. There Forever was a, at that point, really. I th- Yeah, I'm not sure if they did a... I think they may have done a, a like, n- Nintendo I- indie game showcase at some other point, but I think they started to like really gain some steam with uh the one right before the switch launch last year uh, and then there were there are two of these showcases uh one i, I when was the second one like maybe six September months ago or yeah. something uh anyways they're usually a pretty cool packed showcase mm-hmm. of neat indie games that are coming to the switch in the next few months there's still some games from the most recent indie showcase that never came out and of course a game from the original, at least one. Dare we say its name? Are we invoking like bad it's, spirits? It's sweet, sweet. I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm gonna anger these spirits. Pocket Rumble mm-hmm. uh, was originally supposed to come out in March of last year. Here we are, March of this year. Game still not out, and we still don't know anything about it. Um, if we don't hear anything about it, I don't know. I may give up the ghost on it. I might be like so long, Pocket Rumble. I think that's fair. You're no, you no longer have a place in my heart. Mm-hmm. But if they say, 
coming 2018. I'll still be, I'm still on board. What if this game is bad? That doesn't matter. Okay, great. That's a good attitude. I'm to gonna have. I'm gonna play it either way. Uh, you you mentioned that there were some that uh, from the last Nindie Nindy showcase. Do you, do you have any in mind? Yes, I can't think of the name specifically, but Ooh, there let's was that. Do it. Let's do it. But there was that like four person shooter game. Yeah, the one uh, where you get where, like, big. Yeah, you're is it like called get big. <laughs> it, it should be. That's catchy. It's catchy as heck. Um, but yeah, you're like as you shoot people the. The mass, either like they they get more massive, or you like steal they get, their they mass. They get more massive. Uh huh. Um, yes, that's pretty much it. Right. And it kind of had like they were like skeletons. Yeah, it did have like a a very like Dia de los Muertes. Kind yeah, of. it looked fun. It like did? especially if there was like community around it, or at least enough people playing that you weren't seen in lobbies forever. It seemed like it could be fun. Yeah, it it's interesting because I I feel like we've already gotten a lot of um the sort of indie games that have been big on other platforms have now either been you know formally announced for switch or are already there like rocket league um and you know we know undertale is on its way stardew valley yeah exactly um still no pocket rumble but uh, owl boy you know that just, just been a bunch of them um so it'll be interesting to see what this all is uh, i have almost no predictions yeah me either but we will of course be coming to you on thursday mm-hmm. to talk about how we felt about the nindy showcase so buckle up for that mm-hmm. uh starting next monday march 26th at 1 p.m pacific time you will no longer be able to add points to the wii eShop. now this is the original wii eShop, mm-hmm. and the reason that this is of interest is that the wii eShop has the most comprehensive virtual console catalog there is. And Virtual Console is kind of in limbo right now. We don't know if there's going to be one and, on Switch. And if there is, odds are it's not going to be as good as the Wii's was. And certainly not right away. Yes. Because um, the Wii, through the course of many years, became what it is and also launched pretty robustly. Like there were a lot of NES and Super NES games right from the jump. So if there are any of those games that you want to preserve in your memory, or I guess preserve in the Wii's memory, or the Wii U's memory, uh, you got to add them points now. I don't know what to do about this. I sort of want to go through and like make a wish list and just throw money at it. We've got until when? Like January of 2019? Yeah, January, the end of January. January 30th, 2019. To actually download those games. But, you know, if you don't have the points on there already, then you're out of luck. I mean, okay, so I don't own a Wii anymore. I guess... There's one in my parents' house, and I don't have a Wii U. Uh, man, it just seems like what a terrible place for those games to be trapped. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, especially a Wii that you're hooking up to your TV by... How did that thing even... Just like the component cables? The If you bought the special component cables, oh it came gosh. just with like the regular... No. <laughs> what, what, what do you call those? Composite, Composite cables? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not HD, Mark. Not HD. Yeah. Uh, Scribblenauts Showdown has been has seen a dramatic price drop on Amazon and GameStop. Despite having come out just two weeks ago, the game is now going for half price, $19.99. It's, uh, I think, you know, an indication of how poorly it was performing, probably. And received. I don't think it got great reviews. 
Yeah, you and I were talking about this briefly before the show. None of the Scribblenauts games are like awesome. Uh, they are at best a like neat curiosity. And if this one like was really just like a one-on-one challenge thing, maybe maybe it's of maybe it has limited appeal. Uh, okay, so we're I don't. All right, Luigi. Look, okay, a little bit of business beforehand. This is not just a Nintendo podcast. This is a historical record. Right? That's right. That's right. If, if we uh, if we leave something off of this podcast, it is absent from the historical record. Yeah. If anthropologists mm-hmm. decades from now mm-hmm. are sifting through the cyber rubble, mm-hmm. and and, and there know, will be a lot of it. We and, live in Los Angeles. And, it'll be the first place filled with cyber rubble when the big one hits. And they're wondering what were people talking about. In the middle of March, right, 2018, we're talking about Luigi, uh-huh, Mario Tennis Aces, uh-huh, we're talking about his the bulge in his pants. Look, there's a lot of talk of Luigi's penis online, but we're not engaging in it. We are not engaging in this conversation. We are noting it mm-hmm. of, uh, and its historical importance. It is a topic of conversation right now. Just as future historians will register this same week as the week that we are talking about pictures of Donald Trump's penis, possibly. Possibly. <laughs> possibly. These are all things that anthropologists will sort through at the same time. Someone will discover a picture of Luigi's bulge and say, is this Donald Trump? These things will get confused in the future. Right. Um, but we are not engaging in that. And no speculation about the size of Luigi's package or so anything like that. So put it in the book. It is in the book, and there will be no further conversation on the topic. Sonic Team had held a Sonic the Hedgehog panel at South by Southwest called Gotta Go Fast. Uh, and they announced the retail version of Sonic Mania called Sonic Mania Plus. This is what we were referring to in the cold open of the show yes. now a full half hour ago. <laughs> Nothing like throwing down a joke and explaining it 30 minutes later. Uh, so it includes an encore mode, a new four-player competitive mode, and it includes two new characters you can play as, Mighty the Armadillo and Ray the Flying Squirrel. I don't know what these are. Okay, so Mighty the Armadillo was one of the original, like, concept drawings for Sonic the Hedgehog when they were making up, like, the new mascot for Sega, and, uh, he looks an awful lot like Sonic. He's shaped the same way, he wears the same shoes, a lot of those characters wear it. Uh, similar shoes but he looks and like his he has the same silhouette basically as sonic and mighty the armadillo also appears in knuckles chaotix on the sega 32x um but i don't know if he's been in other sonic games he's one of those like sonic friends that is super sidelined he's not like a charmy the bee or the uh what's the crocodile's name i can't remember it doesn't matter chompy his name is not chompy that's a good pitch, but that's not his name. Um, and then Ray the Flying Squirrel, Mark, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Let's hear this it. This is pure speculation based on no facts. Yeah. Maybe he was like... Uh, like Proto-Tales? Uh, yes, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's a good guess based on no information. Uh, if you're Ryan Count's house uh-huh. or some other Sonic the Hedgehog booster... And you're listening to this show. 
and you know the answer to this question. Yeah, please write into us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. I feel like I know a fair amount about Sonic the Hedgehog. You do. You I feel like you do. Yeah, I it's I mean like you're holding back like a gag right now. Like I can see you looking at me and being like, "Why do you know this?" I'm 100% supportive. <laughs> I I hear what your mouth is saying, but I can see your face. I think it's cool. Yeah, oh god. <laughs> Uh, so this version launches this summer for $29.99 and, uh, the new content will also be available to players who bought the digital version uh, as downloadable content. So it's, it's something that we'll have to pay for. I assume so. Yeah. Do you think you'll be going back? I really liked Sonic Mania. I did too. It's, I haven't like deleted it from my switch. Yeah. Uh, I also haven't played all the way through it as Knuckles. So I have a character I could be playing through. I don't know. Like, how different could playing through as Mighty and Ray uh, actually be? Yeah, I wonder if they have the same attributes as Tails and Sonic. And Sonic, yeah. You know, like might. Knuckles ha- it has his own deal, right? He can't yeah, jump he, aside he and stuff climb like that. And yeah, and kind of glides. Uh, the panel ended with Sonic Team teasing a new Sonic Racing game. Yeah, we've talked about this. Uh, that it seems like they are working on another Sonic and All Stars team racing whatever that word soup is that is the the sonic go danica patrick that's right danica featuring danica patrick and the samba de amigo monkey uh switch owners that bought shovel knight specter of torment separately can receive a 40 percent discount on shovel knight treasure trove uh that's great because when this was you know a, a launch game with the switch um the specter of torment scenario and just like you could buy either that or the full treasure trove which is the three existing scenarios uh plus the new one that is not out yet um and so you know if people just skipped right to the specter of torment which is great and would have been worth it especially like for a launch system um and if you played shovel knight elsewhere it would be totally understandable uh can get the whole package for like half off 40 percent off so not only are you our resident Sonic fan. That's right. Or Knowledge Bank. Yeah, that's right. That's, thank you for correcting. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. not say that I am a Sonic fan. That's not fair. Uh, you're also our Shovel Knight uh, fount of knowledge. So if, And fan. Yes. I like these games. Uh-huh. Or this game. So if you were recommending, from that position of authority, if you were recommending a starting point for new players, Mm. Like, do you even have the option of buying just Shovel Knight on the Switch, or is it Shovel Knight, Treasure Trove, No, so you, so you can you cannot purchase just Shovel Knight, uh, Shovel of Courage, I think it's, or Shovel of Hope, something like that. Um, I don't think you can purchase just the Shovel Knight scenario separately, but you can get Spectre of Torment, which I do think is the best one of the three that exist so far. The best starting point, though? Mm. I think it is as good of a starting point as Shovel Knight, but is probably a better game. It's more fun. Um, the locomotion in it is great. Um, but both the original Shovel Knight and Spectre of Torment are awesome games. The uh, Plague of Shadows, the the second um, like adventure that came out of it, is not great. The, the Plague Knight is hard to control, and he's not super fun. Um, but the other two are golden, and I'm... I'm really, really hoping that uh, the King Knight uh, DLC, the uh, King of Cards, uh, King of Cards. Um, first of all, I hope that that is uh, announced at the Nindy Showcase uh, with uh, like a solid date, maybe even available now. 
Um, I, I'm hoping that that's going to be really good. But I mean, if you're interested in these games, like hold out a week or something until we know what the deal with King of Cards is. And if that is coming out right away and is good, um, then just hop on and get them all. That you can deal with the one bad Plague Knight uh, adventure and just not play it. Yeah, check back here Thursday. We'll tell you how to live your life. That's right. A couple of weeks ago, we were talking about data miners finding evidence of new hint art in Super Mario Odyssey. Last week, Nintendo of America's official Twitter account tweeted out one of those pieces of hint art. Uh, so probably not for DLC. Right. Uh, but it's it's cool that like they're finding a different way to distribute these uh, pieces of hint art. It's like a uh, the thing that the image that they tweeted out is like an upside down or like a triangle pointing down, right? And then a, a line coming straight down from like the bottom of the point. Um, did you uh, go in and look for this thing, Mark? No. Um, so uh, I I saw that the the article that I was reading was like, you know, click here to see what it is. And I was like, oh, I like I want to know what it is, but I want to go in and actually like find it myself. Um, and it was just a fun, cool thing that it, I mean, I, I won't give it away here. Um, but, you know, I love any reason to go back into Mario Odyssey. Um, and you don't get a, uh, a power moon from it. Um, it just, you get like a weird little audio visual treat and a ton of coins. So that, that's what they reward you with now is weird little, huh? And a bunch of coins. The Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection on Switch is shipping with a special mode exclusive to that version of the game. This is cool. Um, so it is the Super Street Fighter 2 Tournament Mode, which uh, is recreating a mode that was just on, in Japanese arcade machines where there were like four um, Super Street Fighter 2 arcade machines networked together so you could have an eight-player tournament where people are playing their matches simultaneously. And then, uh, you know, when one set of matches finishes up, then, like, another, you can move on to, like, the next round as soon as your opponent is ready. And it's all, like, networked together. Um, and even in the arcades, I guess, back in the day, it was still kind of confusing to be like, wait, where do I go next? <laughs> Which one of these four machines am I playing on? And I have to imagine that that's going to remain as confusing and complicated when there are four switches in a room that are all networked together. Um, and it sort of means that you're playing them all with Joy-Cons, probably. Which isn't going to be the ideal way to play Street Fighter 2. Nevertheless, kind of a cool way to preserve uh, a weird piece of Street Fighter 2 history. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, finally, a couple of points of interest from a recent Famitsu interview with producer uh, Kosuki Yabuki about ARMS, the game, not the appendage. Mm-hmm. Uh, they intentionally, they being Nintendo and the developers, intentionally did not release fighters that require a deep strategy at launch. They were worried that if more complicated fighters were available from the beginning, people would be overwhelmed and find the game too difficult. So is that to imply that characters like Max Brass and Lola Pop and uh, the... Masango? Yeah, Masango. Um, that they are more technical fighters? Than... I, I, I believe so, yes. Hmm. That they have like um, different strategies or like attributes... Yeah, well, that, than some of the earlier fighters. That's interesting because I feel like uh, Ninjara is like one of the the first characters that they even like showed off, and I feel like he's got kind of a deep bench of like technical uh, ability to him. Um, and yeah, that they're just like a, a lot of them are kind of deep fighters. Yes, Springman and uh, Ribbon Girl are like 
those are your kind of base basic fighters um but it's just interesting it seems like they're all a, a little bit technical well it seems interesting to me that that would be the strategy uh having a variety of fighters at like different skill levels seems like a good way to show um yeah a, a wider audience right yeah and like so if somebody's looking for depth in this game right it would there. be there yeah in well, a more technical fighter so maybe maybe that's it that like if you're into a more technical fighter that uh you know twintel is there from the get-go and you can figure that out or you can just go with ribbon man and... right but they're saying they didn't do that right well that's well then i don't know <laughs> i don't know either uh when asked about a sequel yabuki says it's too early to discuss since they're still updating the current game but well so they are done with like content releases but they still plan so no new stages no new fighters or anything like that mm -hmm. but they still plan to release certain like balancing updates and things like that sure or like stability updates or whatever yeah uh but he does say that when the team is in a place to present something uh appropriately surprising they may be interested <laughs> in doing so <laughs> They're only interested in announcing what is surprising. Yes. I like that. Um, it's a cool game. I wish I was more just, like, excited about it. You know what I mean? I mean, that just seems to be the general. There are people who love ARMS, got, like, super into it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the general feeling around the game just seems to kind of be a collective shrug. Sure. Um, all right, Mark, let's get out of the news. And that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember to come back on Thursday, and we're going to talk about this Nindy Showcase uh, in depth, in detail, and likely I will be upset about Pocket Rumble. Um, if you could uh, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Actually, here's a, a special thing that I uh, was recently informed of. If you would like us to try and get into E3 this year and make the E3 coverage a little less boring, because let's face it, all other E3 coverage is boring. If you want us to be able to get in, we need at least 50 reviews on this podcast. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, this is information I just got. Um, so if you could review us on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends to do the same, tell your mom. She doesn't know. Yeah, borrow your mom's phone borrow for a few minutes. Borrow your mom's phone. Be like, hey, mom, let me see those uh, pictures you were trying to show me. And then like take her phone and like review the show. Um, then we can get in and, uh, you know, make the whole thing more exciting. And we definitely will make it more exciting. Right, Mark? Yeah, absolutely. Patrick has that, like, crazy facial hair that he spends so much time That's right. manicuring. And Mark is doing his best to hide his disgust for my knowledge of Sonic the Hedgehog. So imagine what it'd be like if I was around more people who knew about Sonic the Hedgehog. Mark's face will explode. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And collectively, we are at Nincart Society. You can check out the Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. If you like Mark and Mine's opinions, we write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music was provided by 8-Bit Betty. You can find more of his music by going to apipetty.com or by listening right now. From my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying I still can't remember the name of the crocodile from Sonic the Hedgehog. But thanks for listening.
campfire. His name is Vector. <laughs>